Ever wondered how to make money and conflict work for you? Is that even a thing? Today you're listening to Sarah Squared, a conversation brought to you by conflict resolution expert Sarah Blake and finance expert Sarah Wells. They'll be sharing personal stories, real-life professional cases and heaps of tips on how you can turn problems into opportunities. They do this with humour and more than likely a bottle of gin. So don't let the uncomfortable stop you from moving forward. Welcome back, everyone, to Sarah Squared, making money and conflict work for you. Hey, Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm fabulous. We're up to episode three. Pretty exciting. I'm having so much fun talking about this. And the more I talk about it, the more I realise that we need to keep talking because there's so many topics and interrelationships between money and conflict. Look, I was just sitting here before thinking, I think I do this pretty well. I think I talk about difficult subjects well because I do it daily, but I've started to realise that maybe there are some conversations that I'm not having that maybe I need to have. And that's the whole point of talking. The more we talk, the more we get to see really the truth about the circumstances we find ourselves in, which kind of brings us to our next topic, which is... It's all about negotiation and how do we value ourselves when the negotiation involves money? Ooh, Ooh, tough one. We are going there. So, Sarah, tell me about some of the things you see that go wrong when people are trying to negotiate when it involves money. Look, when it comes down to, to money, I think fundamentally the first thing that people forget is what is the value to them? So we can talk about this from you know a business situation, employee, employer situation. What I really find is, is that a lot of people don't actually know what they're worth, yeah. whether it's their time, their opportunity, whatever the situation is, they really don't know what they're actually worth or they come up with a number that they believe defines their worth. Yeah. So we've seen a lot of things happen now with COVID that work from home is a big thing. So when negotiating, some people are willing to take a lower paid job to have more flexibility. What I often find is that we tend to go down one strategy over the other. And we were talking about this and you were sort of saying that they are, uh, we either avoid or we um, become positional. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Yeah, look, I think what I often see when people are trying to reach an outcome through negotiation, where things start to go wrong is when we avoid them, where we just don't want to go there. We don't want to feel uncomfortable or it's just too hard and we want everyone to be happy, right? (laughs) Or we just want to be loved. Rainbows and unicorns. The other extreme is that people become positional. And what positional means is that people are really set in their ways. This is what I need and I'm not willing to budge. I am really um, clear that this is the outcome and you're going to do what I say. We often call that a win-lose scenario. So is that like when I play hardball? It's when you play really, really hardball and there's no scope for negotiation. And And you're not negotiating anymore, right? You're trying to exert your will over the other person. Or as I like to call it, the bulldozer. The bulldozer. We all love a bulldozer. And I think I would honestly say I've probably bulldozed on maybe one or more occasions in life. (laughs) Look, sometimes it's okay to be a bulldozer. I think that 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 there are time and place to be a bulldozer and there's time and place to avoid a really difficult negotiation and keep everything safe. And I think I've found I've tended to become a bulldozer when the 
other person is not hearing me. Yeah. And I think that's something that we were talking about, you know, earlier on is, you know, having those conversations where people are, are I'm hearing you and you're hearing me. And that kind of brings out the best on both sides of the yeah. equation. Because whether you're negotiating about money, it is either the person receiving the money or the person paying the money that can do either one of those types of, of behaviours. Yeah, look, I see so many people turning into a bulldozer in negotiations, particularly about money. And I have to say, it rarely ends well because one party might walk away feeling like, haha, I've got the best dollar amount I can, but they've probably ruined the relationship as a consequence of that. So it might be reputational, it might be the reduced capacity to have a partnership together, whether at work or, you know, in your relationship. So there's always a cost, I think, when you start bulldozing your way through. And I think even some of the most hardened negotiators I've seen that have been bulldozers, there will always be that situation where they do ruin that one relationship and they really regret it afterwards. Like, yeah. after all, we're all human. We are. We are all human and we feel we feel good, we feel bad, we feel happy and we feel sad. But what we do know is that, that win at all costs it doesn't always end well for the person that was the bulldozer. That's right. And I think this goes to the heart of what you value, where we really started this. What really matters to you and what are you willing to pay, in a sense, to achieve that outcome? You know, is having that flexibility of being able to work from home a compromise you're willing to make to enable you to navigate these complex COVID times? Or is it a situation where you're looking at it and go, there's a great opportunity for me to learn at this organisation. So if we're looking at employment relations, like there are situations where some organisations and particularly now, they're not able to pay what others are, yeah. but you get an opportunity to be part of a great culture. You get flexible working arrangements. You get to learn about something that maybe you wouldn't have had that opportunity to learn from a great mentor. And these are all things that we need to be mindful of when we are going into those negotiations and adjust value according to that. Yeah, look, what I'm certainly seeing is a recognition that negotiations are about more than just the money. It's recognising the com complex environments that we're living in now and recognising that people care about different things and weight those priorities differently now. And I think that we need to get better at helping people identify what they are and you'll get a better negotiate negotiation outcome because of that. Look, I think if we could take this to the housing market and property market of Australia, we'd probably save a whole bunch of people a lot of money that they're paying on property at the moment. So <laughs> maybe if we can't bring it to our, to the next house that we're going to buy, we can certainly bring it to that next job or whether it be the next negotiations around renovations or even some of the things that we're going to do in, in everyday life. But probably the ones that I, I, I see that struggle the most are people that by nature don't like confrontation. But what I've realised in chatting to you more about this topic is, if I don't have that courage to have that conversation at the beginning, then I'm going to have issues when it comes to conflict throughout that relationship. Because I don't think I've ever had a relationship where there hasn't been any conflict. Conflict is a normal part of everyday lives. And sometimes we handle it well, and sometimes we don't. Look, one of the things that I really makes me sad to see often happen, and particularly consultants um, or self-employed people putting a value to themselves. And they really undervalue themselves. Sometimes I even see people apologetic about charging for things. And I, I think that this is this notion about really valuing yourself, creating um, the foundations that are right for you from the get-go. 
Look, definitely for self-employed. I know myself when I transitioned away from working or being an employee to, to working for someone else. And we've just got some banging going on in the background, everyone. <laughs> but hey, you know what? We still have these conversations, so we'll we'll talk through the discomfort. Is um, I certainly fell into that trap myself. I'm like, I don't know how to, to, to rate myself against someone else because I certainly am not the same hourly rate as I was at an employee, but I'm definitely worth more. So a lot of the things I had to, to do was I started to have to have those conversations with clients about, well, what am I worth in this situation? And go into it with the benefit of giving the other person the opportunity to see that maybe I didn't really have a full and frank idea on what I wanted or what I needed, but I was willing to have that conversation with them to figure out what was fair to both sides of the the equation. I love that. It's a great example of a way of being empowered in a negotiation rather than being positional. And it's a way that allows you to be valued, but also recognising the other person too. What can they and what are they willing to pay? And I think what I've seen with that happen is it allows the conversation to define the value. It's not you defining your value, me defining Mm. my value, and then us arguing over who's right. It's about talking about what the situation is, what outcomes are trying to be achieved, and allowing that process to define its own value. But a lot of people really struggle with that because we kind of feel that we should have all of the answers. We should be prepared. And I don't want to show my hand and you don't want to show yours. So we end up in this this sort of almost a a dance around where I'm trying to figure out what you know, you're trying to figure out what I know. And we're moving far away from the actual topic at hand, which is either the contract, the task or the job. That's right. It starts to do damage to that relationship. And whether it is at work or you're providing consultancy or, or wherever you find yourself having to have these negotiations about money. I think what we're trying to say is that it is a process of empowering yourself and in empowering yourself, you empower the process. Because these are people that we're about to have a relationship with. That's right. Like we haven't even started the relationship yet. Like if we can't figure out what you're worth, what I'm worth and what this whole relationship is worth at the beginning, then how are we going to deal with next week, next month, next year? Yeah. Yeah, probably badly from my experience. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely badly. I think a lot of people forget about that when they're trying to, to, to win at all costs is they forget that there's actually something that comes after signing on the dotted line. Then it comes the fulfilment of work. Yeah, real life in a way. <laughs> and, and what do we do as human beings when we don't quite get what we think we want and we're not willing to speak up? We hold a grudge. We do. And we become resentful, right? And then we perhaps our, our performance um, starts to reduce or or perhaps that we don't deliver on what we kind of said we would because we're feeling like they don't even care. So the flow-on impact is quite significant in workplaces. And I think the thing we call it in consultant world is we get deal fatigue. <laughs> Look, and I, I see so many workplaces even when, um, you know, perhaps your equivalent counterpart is getting paid more than you and you're feeling undervalued. And so you stop performing in the workplace and it leads to personality clashes and all sorts. So this conflict just grows. And I think we think that the actual solution to the problem is jumping on and going on seek and looking for a new job. More money. More money. <laughs> when we're probably going to have the same situation 
situation, we go to the new employer, we don't have the ability to have that conversation about value. And then six months, 12 months, 18 months later, we're looking at Betsy and accounts who's paid more than us and we're yep. going through the same process again. That's right. So we want to break that cycle for you. And we have a few tips, I guess, again, we're seeding some potential in you to, to find your own way to be empowered in this. And I guess there's a couple of questions that we want to encourage you to think about. And the first one really is, is this relationship right for you? As you're negotiating the terms of an agreement, it's as much about working out, is this right for me, as is it is, is it right for them? Yeah, don't let winning the argument bind you to a relationship that you don't want to be in. There's a free, you have to find a freedom. I often say to people as I'm, they're learning their way into business about, you know what, you've got to be prepared to walk away. And I think that's a really powerful thing to people to actually be aware of that and actually have that presence of mind that when you're going into this conversation, the outcome doesn't need to be that you both agree yes. Yep. It could be that you don't agree and that's okay. Or it might be that you agree, but you need more information to come back to. You need to have another discussion, another conversation. Yep. Yep. This really is about establishing respectful boundaries early in that negotiation relationship. And in doing so, and if you get that right straight up, if you have an ongoing professional or personal relationship, you're better placed to navigate conflict when it does happen down the track. One of my first bosses always said to me, he said, Sarah, start a relationship the way you think you're going to end it. Oh, such good advice. (laughs) I uh, think that we have really wrapped up the key things that I I want to encourage people to take from this. When you're negotiating about conflict, when you're negotiating particularly about money issues, find a way to become empowered. So if you're sitting there listening and there's a conversation you think you need to have, you probably do. So take a moment, think about it and lean in to the discomfort. Thanks, Sarah. Wrapping up for another great session on negotiating when it involves money. Have a great time, everyone. And we look forward to hearing from you about what matters to you about conflict and money. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of Sarah Squared, where we hope you've discovered some useful tips on how to turn life's messy moments into opportunities for growth. If you'd like to support this podcast, please subscribe and share it with others. If you'd like to get in touch with either of the Sarahs, go to Instagram at Sarah Squared Podcast to stay up to date.